0: Hey guys, it's March. So today I have a special episode. I'm going to be interviewing my mom. She'll be joining us pretty soon, and we'll talk a little bit about healing, and I'm sure a bunch of other topics. So um, stay tuned. You'll be listening to a lot of like wisdom, knowledge, darts, and um, thank you for tuning in. I'm, 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 and, I'm, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Olavichola. Hi everyone, welcome. So, as you already know what the name of the episode is, I'm interviewing my mom, Daisy, Miss Daisy. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, mom. Hi,
1: everyone. Yes, I am Marjorie's mother, and it's such an honor to be here with her. Um, and um just seeing her coming, making her dream come true. And um, she always had it as a child. And I see it's coming alive. So that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Visiting from New York, New Jersey, the North. <laughs> so I'm here with you. And there is such a, um, a topic that I was pressing in my heart. And when I saw, when I heard Marjorie and, and Anthony doing the podcast, that, I said... It's Antonio. Okay. When I heard Marjorie... <laughs> when I, I heard know. March... <laughs> okay. And Antonio... Talking on the podcast, mm-hmm. I said, you know, when I go and visit, I'm going to ask Marjorie that I want really want to talk about this, the topic about healing, and um, and I'm here today, and I'm glad that I'm able to do this.
0: For those of you who don't know, my real name is Marjorie, so she's going to um probably call me my government for the entire episode. <laughs> I still go by March for you, but for my mom, it's Marjorie. So Sorry. let's just let's just uh, set the let's just set that there, okay? All right. So we're here today because mom wanted to talk a little bit about healing. She kind of felt uh, she wanted to drop some wisdom to you all. And so we're going to get into uh, pretty soon, like now, (laughs) on the topic of healing. And we're going to be focusing a little bit more on not the trauma aspect of healing. We'll be focusing on just the healing going forward. So the incident, the event already existed; it already happened. So, how can you do to heal the the event without necessarily having to return to the perpetrator? How without having to engage in some way, and and probably a couple of other knowledge darts along the way? So, I guess, Mom, you go ahead and have the floor.
1: Okay. Um, no disclaimer, right? Other than. I'm not giving clinical advice. (laughs) Yes. This is basically um, in my line of work for so many years and my professional. And I'd always seen so many people suffering and having difficulty with living their own life, having the opportunity to have a life that was given to each one of us. Um, I'm a Christian and sometimes you're gonna hear me talking about God Jesus and because that's who I am and wherever I go I will definitely also introduce them but this is more of a, I um, I just want to focus on that part of I see I work in a school setting right and I see a lot of students um, high schoolers dealing with with a lot of tr- a lot of emotional pain um, from the past they're eight they're 17 15 14. And they're still talking about some of those emotional pain that they went through. So it's been it's a, been a burden in my heart, Marjorie. Mm-hmm. It's more of I want to be able. I have my own interpretation as I work with my students, mm-hmm. as I talk to them. And I see them healing. Mm-hmm. So I just want to bring that um, perspective of what I use and what I do sometimes um, to even when I talk to the students, yeah. how can I see them going from a, in a sadness, uh, crying episode yeah. to a more relaxed and a smiley face. So I've it's noticed more that when I talk about forgiving
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and understanding that now they own their own lives and they mm-hmm. could make choices and decisions, that is an opportunity given to them. As a child, they might have some emotional pain growing up, right? But yeah. right now they have the opportunity to make a decision because this is the only life they have. And they have the opportunity now, but the only way to do it is through forgiveness. Um, okay. Even forgiving their parents, which sometimes is a little bit difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. And so your, your approach is to bridge some of the clinical that you have learned and that you do know with the spiritual part of what you have attained and learned yourself. So, you know, you're, you're kind of bringing these two things together, the, the physical and the spiritual of healing. And so you're saying that the, I guess, let's take it back a little bit the first approach what would be the first approach to healing what are some of the like the steps and the stages that what does healing look like what does healing look like what are some of the the steps it takes to know that you're on the right path of healing through forgiveness
1: and 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 you said it you said it exactly when pain is um inevitable
2: Mm-hmm.
1: when we are created by God right like I mentioned I'm a Christian we created by God mm-hmm. and when we are born we are born empty
2: mm-hmm.
1: a child is born with no uh no 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 um when you're saying anything, you mean they are no not... experiences nothing that has been affected or they not bringing anything that has been festering them from the wound right mm-hmm. and even though that it's been a, it's been research done that even in the womb, some of the kids start developing some anxiety, depending on on the parent.
0: You can also say it in Spanish if you don't have the English word. Okay, feel free to also speak in Spanish. Um. Okay, and so you're saying a little bit about when a baby is born empty. You're you're almost saying they're they're born um untarnished un untainted un unpained or exactly. something
1: like that right exactly and and uh, thank you for helping me with that my main language is spanish so sometimes i might say something in spanish for that crowd out there that speaks spanish yes so yes absolutely ellos son ellos nacen limpio puro
2: mm-hmm. they're
1: very pure mm-hmm. um, there's no uh, uh, they don't they don't bring any experiences with them other than yeah. the la experiencia en el, en el vientre de la madre mm-hmm. so so by the time they come out they immediately start growing up in this new environment that is going to be they're going to be exposed to it mm-hmm. and so pain is inevitable pain is inevitable right uh, es inevitable tener dolor tristeza pena distress and, and el, el ser humano, right? But at the end of the day, it is are you going to take that pain and mm-hmm. so painful emotion and sadness and? That was caused by either your environment, mm-hmm. but even your parents, mm-hmm. even your school teacher might have said something negative to so you. So, like
0: whether it's environmental or societal, exactly
1: any psycho, any psychological, any social issues, any mm-hmm. anything that might have caused the pain, the distress um, that was so intense that now you've been living your life with in that mode. Uh, there is the would you say the mode
0: is like uh, like in a state of survival. Be,
1: living a life of n- not just living, okay. not enjoying life, okay. just being here, but don't, you don't have a soul. A okay. soul, right? Like I said, the, the Lord... Uh, when you the, bridge God. the
0: spiritual into the exactly. it's your same soul.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the, the lo- you have a soul inside of you. That mm-hmm. soul, the spirit is given to you by God. And the soul is given to you, but the soul is the one that uh, get sad. Yeah, your soul is the one that gets sad. So if you've been exposed to pain, of course you're gonna be sad.
0: Yeah, of course
1: you're gonna have depression and anxiety. Of course you're gonna have distress stress and pain. And pain
0: varies, it, right? Pain can course. go from like a minor cut yeah. on your finger, yeah, absolutely, to something that completely changes the course of your life. Of
1: course, it's like it's like someone. It is the amount of, of 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 exposure that you mm-hmm. have that will be the amount of pain. The intensity mm-hmm. of the pain is related to the amount of the exposure. Like, mm-hmm. uh, si tu fuiste expuesto a, un, a, una, a un shooting, like school shooting, right? Mm-hmm. When it happens, someone that was there right in front of the shooter and saw someone being killed, that's a different type of pain than those people that are watching on TV, or people right. that are by proxy, but how proxied are they? How the proximity of of the situation is going to indicate the emotional pain and the intensity of the pain. Mm-hmm. So we we cannot say to someone, oh, that's not painful, mm-hmm. because we have to take the pain as the person states it. Okay. So any emotional pain, we have to take it, um, como no lo dicen. Mm-hmm. No take podemos it as it is. Take it as it is, exactly. Mm-hmm. No podemos... We cannot just say, no, it's not that. Or like we tend to, And especially right. Hispanic families, we, we, oh, just just leave it alone yeah, and, uh, and things like that. Like the Hispanic culture, like I could say it because I'm Latina. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, that emotional pain that is being still for whatever it is, psychosocial, mm-hmm. um, meaning psychological or social, mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, you're going to have to start researching. If you really want to have a life of enjoyment, You need to start thinking about what will be the the first step I'm going to take into this. And the first step for healing, and I know I went around and around, that's what we do, is more of forgiveness. You must forgive the person. Okay. And I understand that some people will say forgiveness. Go ahead.
0: So when you say forgiveness, right, like a lot of people think forgiveness means... Um, a lot of people think forgiveness means you forgive and you forget, but you're still in the environment that causes perhaps the pain, right? Let's say you're in the school that the school shooting happened, or you're in the house that the domestic violence happened, or, or you're in the friend group where you're kind of bullied by your peers, but you don't have the strength to leave. Um, do you just forgive them? and move on and but still remain in the environment or does what does forgiveness look like for example you know would you say forgiving them means that you can still be in there and not be in pain forgiveness means honoring yourself and removing yourself from an environment that causes you pain um you know and then how do you how do you move forward with the the forgiveness
1: and the the uh, forgiveness in, in it is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a choice, and and people decide to either continue to be resentful, continue to to show aggressiveness, continue mm-hmm. to be passive aggressive, continue to be um, non assertive when they speak, because all of those things are unforgiveness hard. It's going to be manifested through through your through your expressions to others,
0: right? So when and you say choice, you forgive someone but your actions show otherwise, exactly. right? You can, you can say you can forgive, but if your actions don't match exactly. your words and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, and definitely we, and also, you know, to tackle onto that, does forgiveness mean forgiving yourself as well? And the person or situation that caused the, the road to healing.
1: <laughs> and, and uh, those are good questions you're asking. And, and without going too deep into it, because this is not a clinical session, right. it is more, um, some, uh, like you said, food for thought in reference to how can I move on with my life? How can I enjoy myself? Mm-hmm. How can I do this? And it is only through forgiveness. It's okay. only through forgiveness. And like you mentioned, forgiveness sometimes means that you you are in a environment, in a household, like mm-hmm. you said, a household, where uh, the perpetrator might be there, or the person that caused is causing the harm to you. Mm-hmm. And you are a child and you cannot make the decision at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um but at the moment, the moment that you forgiveness starts by speaking out. You must speak out the hurt, the trauma. It could be you reach out to a school teacher, a friend, somebody that you trust, and you talk to that person. And the, the school is nowadays full of, of of help. You could get help from the school or you could get help from a friend, somebody that you trust, and you could talk about the pain. And even it could be a spiritual leader. It could mm-hmm. be a pastor. It could be a priest. could be in la Iglesia Católica, un padre, como le dice, mm-hmm. una monja. It just depends who you feel connected and comfortable. But it must be someone that you
0: trust. Okay. Y si no lo tienen. Let's say they don't have somebody that ellos se pueden desalgada. The they can have a, a confidant, someone that they can trust in. What are some other ways that they can let it out without having a person to talk to? And...
1: Uh, in reality, if your parents are not the go-to person because they might be the one causing the pain, mm-hmm. if your parents, be, you always have to go to your parents. That's the first step because you should have a relationship with your parents where you could talk about um, your own deepest uh, desires and painful memories. And if and, you don't have that. And if you don't have that, and in a spiritual sense, I, me personally, I prayed. Okay. I prayed, I go to God, I go in the name of Jesus, I prayed, and I, f- I have felt the forgiveness in my heart. And like you mentioned, you must forgive the others, but you also must forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you've been holding on to that resentment, and you have not allowed yourself to move forward Okay. by holding on to that resentment.
0: Okay, and so, um, you know, for you, it would be... You would seek solace, seek healing with through God. Um, you would seek healing with your spiritual leader or your spiritual confidant. Um, you know, but many others don't necessarily participate in that. Absolutely. Um, you know, personally for me, one of the ways that I've experienced healing is by writing. I tend to write out everything that happened in my perspective, and I try to like look at it, I reread it, and I decide, I realize, okay, my participation in this, and not that every trauma that's happened is your fault, um, but I just, I think about, I, I, I write it out and see the kind of story I'm telling myself sometimes because there are some physical traumas that people experience, and then there's Absolutely. emotional traumas that you experience. Um, so, you know, I think about it as an adult, right? Someone who... As a child, and I'm not talking about me, but I mean, let's say the the trauma that you experience that's caught that that's requiring you to go through a healing can, process. Can I stop
1: you for one second? Um, yeah. Instead of trauma, can we use the word such as um, experience emotionally pain or distress or shocking ways um, that might have resulted in mental and physical effects? I just don't want to use the word trauma, okay? Because I think that in reality what what it comes out of it is more of deep emotional distress and
0: pain okay and would you say that that was that-
1: caused by certain uh situation or or was caused by a certain individual so it was a trauma definitely but in this talk would you mind um I don't want to talk in reality trauma okay but more Is trauma like
0: is, a clinical term that you don't want to trivialize a little bit you don't want to Overuse, exactly. Overused, yes. So, would you say let's just define clinically what is trauma, so that way we know that when we that's not what we're talking about.
1: Okay, and we, I, I, it's still the same term for psychiatric trauma. Okay, it is psychiatric trauma according to definition. It's an an experience that is emotionally painful, Mm -hmm. distressful. Or shocking, and which may result in lasting mental and physical effects. Okay. Um, so that's the definition. So, but if we don't word, if we don't mention the word trauma, mm-hmm. it's better if we mention the definition of
2: it.
0: Okay. So, for example, I think of the term trauma. Okay. As uh, a shocking event, a distressful event that changes the course of your life. Exactly. So, not every distressful event changes the course of your life completely. And so we're not talking about necessarily things that change the course of your life completely. We're, we're just talking about distresses Pain. that cause a certain amount of triggers that make you that feel distressed in the moment.
1: And it stop you from moving forward. It stop you from enjoying the life that was given to you. Okay. It stop you from becoming who you want to become. Something okay. that is holding you back. Okay. Let's, let's just, this is what it is, the, the, the term of healing and forgiveness is in order for you to move forward with your life despite, despite the um, the emotional distress or the emotional pain that is being holding you back mm-hmm. that you keep reminiscing and you keep thinking about now you're 20 years old and it happened when you were 10 that kind of pain that was causing is not allowing you to to move forward and you some people some individuals resort in drinking alcohol to numb it, right? Mm-hmm. Using substances. Um, and, and and we don't want that. And, okay. and I think that one of the things that is needed is we have the pain, we went through it, it is legitimate. Mm-hmm. No one is taking away the pain and the experience that you went through. But right now, I just want to help you to move forward.
0: Okay, and so and what does that through look forgiveness. like? And through forgiveness, what are some examples that can help someone know that they're on the path of forgiveness
1: One of, when you that isn't
0: be- necessarily relying on God
1: when you mentioned before who you talk to mm-hmm. and, and I meant to say it and and I know you were saying about your some <laughs> of your experiences right just some and of the I, things so I've got you off yes do you want to continue with the part that I cut you off or
0: well, I was pretty much done okay
1: uh, if you don't find, I, I think that the best, the, it will be ideal to speak with the perpetrator.
0: Okay. so Perpetrator face meaning your...
1: face the person that caused the pain okay. and the distress to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the way you're going to face it, when you mentioned that you write, mm-hmm. journaling is wonderful,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but journaling only helps with the physical body and the amount of intensity that your brain and your heart is going through Mm -hmm. so by releasing that information through writing Mm -hmm. and some people exercise and some people do so many things but the best way to release it is by speaking it out okay when you speak it out even if you write in the journal you might speak it while you're writing okay you cannot just hold on to your heart to your uh breath so when you you're not speaking
0: speak. it is using language using like your vocal cords. Yes.
1: It could be that you yelling and screaming in the bathroom while you you could write it and then you start it, saying it it has, it. To, come out through it your has to come out through your lungs. lungs. Your body must release that tension that is going through mm-hmm. and as you can see I'm not a doctor um, so don't take this as a, um, um, but it's more. You can see that when you're holding on, you start getting in um, a stress level in your body. Mm-hmm. In my case, I get the stomach. Some people get the headaches. Some people get the back pain, the neck pain. Some people have so many different ways that they like hold somatic. On. Ex-body. yes psychosomatic could be psychosomatic definitely holding on psychological pain holding on intensive pain and they bring it into different parts of the body mm-hmm. um that you've seen uh you've seen experiences where people go to the doctors and they say to their medical doctor and they say, doctor this pain this headache i don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. they don't find anything and they then make a referral to to some other um, providers such as psychiatrists or neurologists, yeah. whoever and, that um, could help with, even physical therapists to help with those pain. So mm-hmm. it depends where, but but those things sometimes are related to psychological pain. Mm-hmm. And then they might just travel around your body. So if you let it out through speaking it out, mm-hmm. you will be more likely, besides the journaling, that's excellent exercise. And so all those, those type of disciplines are good. But the best, Ideal is, one, speaking with a person that caused the pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you journal about how you're going to say it. Mm-hmm. And um, if the person is not alive, of course, you could write a letter. Like we say sometimes, you could write a letter to that individual and actually send it out to that individual, which you know never going to get it. But you're doing it for yourself. Right. And in that letter, you're going to say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. I forgive you. It's about forgiveness. It's about letting out the stress that you have about holding back. You're holding back. And okay. whilst you're holding back, you're causing a lot of pain to your body. And even to the other pers- person in a spiritual sense, you're holding that person back
0: from moving on as well. Okay. And, you know, um, in Chinese medicine, something I learned was that um, you hold anger, you hold emotions in certain body parts, in certain like organs and anger is one that's specifically held in the liver specifically in the liver and so it kind of makes me think about people who use alcohol to like suppress or subside or you know subdue certain feelings of anger that come out when they're drinking and uh, you know uh i feel like i know more angry drunks than i know (laughs) happy drunks or sloppy drunks or sad drunks. It's like you you know a happy drunk or a sad drunk. You know what I mean? Yes, um, according,
1: according to research, alcohol, um, the ethyl, you know, the mm-hmm. ethanol in alcohol is a inhibitor, so it automatically will allow for whoever is drinking it mm-hmm. that um, being able to open up and open their brain. So it's something that happens in the brain, yeah. and the person is able to open up.
0: Well, I was uh, connecting it to, your, you were saying how some, some some things you hold on into your body that you don't realize it. Yeah. And so when you're drinking and if anger is connected to the liver, it, oh, yes. I can just see how yeah. an angry drunk can be an angry person, yeah. but who's like suppressing it, Yes, the anger comes through the alcohol because alcohol is processed through the liver or filtered and all that stuff. And so, you know... Um...
1: But even, your, it's it's good that you mentioned that. It's interesting. I was thinking while you're saying that, that uh, when we hold on and the the anger and the distress and the pain in different parts of the body, that body, that part of the body is hijacked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's taking over. Mm. Like like you said, the liver. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Alcohol is going to damage the liver, and right. that liver and now has been hijacked by because of your pain. Because of your so, you start people that have headaches and people that have yeah. strokes, people that have um uh, brain damage that mm-hmm. develop some um schizophrenic forms or behaviors, yeah. Uh, they do develop delusion, and a lot of psychiatric issues are developed for people that are holding on to the anger, right? And um, so yes, definitely anger is one of the um,
0: um. Another thing I learned uh, like a couple years ago, I personally forgot who it was from, but I learned that, uh, you know, kind of like cancer's diseases are like dis diseasing of of the body. And I learned that like um, uh, breast cancer for a lot of women comes from resentment because we hold a lot of our support you know in our um we carry so much and so it manifests through the breasts as like breast cancer comes from like a place of resentment I, again it's not clinical yeah, I, don't, exactly. I don't think it's fully researched but it's something that i often think about but when i personally oh. when i personally don't want to when i realize i'm resenting or mm-hmm. i'm in a place of resentment yeah i often think about how my body's yep. processing that and then i try to go through the path exactly. of forgiveness or you know that's that's kind of been my approach to it's more from like i don't i don't want my body like you said to be hijacked yeah. by these things or by these thoughts or by these obsessive yeah, exactly. conversations by the
1: past, by your, exactly with
0: people that i'm i have you know a conversation with the perpetrator let's say or with the with you know the and situation that, and
1: these people you just give in power over your life yeah. It's just giving them power over your life. And and at the end of the day... It really
0: is like a poison for yourself.
1: Yeah, and resentments, definitely. And hatred and anger. And it's all developed through something that was legitimate. It was yeah. pain that was caused by you. That's the legitimate part of it. The okay. legitimate part is that, yes, you were hurt. Mm-hmm. You were betrayed. All this type of distress and pain that is being been caused by you, mm-hmm. those are legitimate. No one is going to take away the pain. The question is, how do I continue living my life? How do I enjoy the only life I have? Because right. after you di- you died, you, you know, uh, do, how do I continue to live my life despite the fact that I was hurt, right. despite the fact that I was um, psychologically hurt, um, in pain because of someone someone else's
0: tormented
1: words sometimes yeah something as simple as someone that is overweight
0: yeah but it's
1: overweight not because they're eating a lot it's just because they have a physical problem they have thyroid problem but that individual that is telling the other one, oh, look, this person is obese or is fat, they don't know what that person is going through. Yeah. So, the word that is being said to that individual that is already going through psychological pain yeah. and distress because they don't know what to do with their body is going to put them a lot down. And then it's going to traer más abajo de donde están. Lo tiran al piso. Entonces, alguien que ya está en el piso, tú le das más para que salga más. It's like somebody that is already down. You're pushing them down by telling them you're fat. They know you they're fat, but they it's not that they're fat because the and oh you've been eating a lot, you've been doing this. Yeah. It's more of you don't know the physical distress they're dealing with. You don't know right. if they have a medical condition that is causing this. Well, you so don't know we the journey be they've been on. Yeah. You know. We have to be careful what we say because words cause pain.
0: Right. And, and, so- words,
1: and those words could cause pain and people could go into isolation. And, and we all know, we read the news and those people that in their lives because of those words that is been causing pain. And something that you mentioned about, um, uh, the, uh, still going through the physical, the breast cancer, but not just breast cancer, stomach cancer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Stomach cancer, people that go through a lot of distress. Yeah, like a the, lot of
0: anxiety. A lot of like, anxiety. The brain, the,
1: the, the cells that are alive, they start, There's, and this is not, I'm not a doctor, so don't take this, just research. But if you research this, you, our bodies is full of cells, and those cells are supposed to be alive. And, and and it's like when I would they're, hope they're alive. And they're not when they are when they're died. That's what start your body is. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. Please research. But you need we need to start looking into the what happened to our body physically, mm-hmm. not just mentally. When we are emotionally damaged, yeah. When we emotionally damaged, and usually that damage is only it's one of the main reasons that one of the main. Um, healing mm-hmm. is forgiveness
2: right forgiveness and so, because
1: one that person that say you, you're fat mm-hmm. they don't know what you're dealing with so at the moment that you say you know I shouldn't be mad at that individual you yeah. shouldn't take it on them they don't know what they're saying they're just ignorant about my life they don't know me I just need to move forward and continue my, my journey and see what I can do with my life At those individuals around me your life is like a sanctuary you should let people and things only that you care about but if you allow everybody to come to your your to to, to lugar santo to mm-hmm. lugar de de protección
2: mm-hmm.
1: tu va a estar siempre viviendo lo que los demás dicen de ti
2: right. so you
1: need you must find yourself you must find your own identity but, be, but most of all you must forgive
0: okay and so when you say forgiveness you know, it means basically letting go of the resentment, forgiving yourself, and forgiving the perpetrator. And the ways that we can do that is through. The best way would be um, facing your perpetrator. Let's say That's what, that will be the ideal, right? Yes. So, you know, not many people have access to that. Let's just say, if what are some other ways? If you don't have access to a perpetrator, you don't have access to a spiritual leader, you don't have access to a school, you don't have access to your parents what are some ways that look like healing without necessarily having to face the perpetrator?
1: Okay, and that's, that's, a, that's a definitely good, great question. Sometimes you don't feel like you'd ever want to be exposed to that individual because even the thought of that individual will cause pain. That's that, that, that let's say, let, let's just use that. It could be that the perpetrator is not available. But one of the things, like I said before, a lot of people, when you think about this is my life. You're hitting the. This is my life. And I need to make changes to it so I can move forward and be happy and enjoy life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you think that way and you said the only way I could do this is through forgiveness, but I do not want to expose myself ever again to the person that damaged my heart to the person that damaged my my feelings to the person that caused so much pain again the best way is to speak it out even when you're walking so you could even make a video of it so let you me get even, this straight you're you could saying... even record record that you could even record talking to that individual and and record okay. that and you just need to make it in a way that like you said you sound it out you sound it out like so, what you're going to tell them you sound it out,
0: so you're saying maybe like role play, yeah, like maybe um making a chair with the face of the person and talking to the chair.
1: You could do that, it's you not as effective, but yes,
0: using okay, it's not as effective, but is it a is it it's is a it way. on your way to yeah. get to healing? Yes, it's a way, not everyone wants to face. Their perpetrator. Some people don't know who exactly. their perpetrator is. Sometimes a perpetrator, the perpetrator is their their social environment, their society that they can't escape. Absolutely. Sometimes it's it's environmental. Absolutely, that's a good great so, point. So, yes. you know, thinking of thinking of that in those terms, you know, can putting the face of them, you I mean, looking at a teddy bear and screaming at the teddy bear, envisioning that you're screaming at the person. So you're saying that the most and important thing is to... And then at the end, take to- the 30
1: bear and tell the 30 bear, I forgive you and give him a hug.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you want to lead with love. And then you get back into it.
1: <coughs> Excuse I, me. I, like I said, allergies. The southern allergies. Okay. If you gotta, so yes, if you that's, a, cough, that's if you a great cough. point about what you said. And yeah, but at the end of the day, you just want to let it out. You want to finalize with that 30 bear. You want to make sure Should that you, you like end- dig them
0: in the grave in the back? After you <laughs> talk to them, dig up a grave. And-
1: <laughs> well, you don't want to kill. If you have still that thought of killing that individual. I don't
0: think it's killing. It's like burying the hatchet. No, I just think burying it's burying it away, I think digging a- it up, <laughs> putting it down, putting a flower on it and fertilizing it.
1: But you're still gonna be having the the emotional pain. Do you you I so at the end of through the day,
0: vocalizing it. Let's say you said it must jogging be, and walking, or jogging, and then you can blurt it out. What does that do for you, physically, mentally, to have release vocalize that? It releases a stress level. So how is it that releases, different from a teddy bear?
1: It re- the difference is that when you do those things, it releases a teddy bear. It releases the you your 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 body from from the uh it's like right now your body's burning and burning like a water is burning and then it explode mm-hmm. your body could explode you know you could get a stroke while you're running and thinking about all these different things mm. people fall down and they're like what happened i was just exercising but your mind you were exercising your body but mm-hmm. your mind was running and running on i'm gonna kill them i'm gonna say this to you when i so you are actually running but your body and people even listen to music of how to do things like that while they're running. They're exercising their body, but they are letting it out through the physical, but their mind is being infected by what they're putting in through that music. Okay. So running, and at the end of the day, remember what I said at the beginning, it's healing. It's not just exposing, exploding, and telling the perpetrator or the person that hurt you. Like, you, you you brought a good point. Society. But, you know, like I said, you don't need to live in a society. There's so many places you could go. And if you're not able to, if you don't approve of the society that you're in, society that, that killed you, that damaged you, society that you don't believe in the system and their, so their social norms, you, there's so many places you could go. Your approach is
0: more individualistic. It's your approach
1: indi- is absolutely.
0: you are the master of yes. your life. In a, I mean, not obviously. I know for you that's God. But for those who don't have God, at the end, you still have yourself. But even with God, even in the
1: spirituality, God gives you this life. Mm-hmm. He will not lead you like a puppet. Mm-hmm. Tú no eres un puppet. Mm-hmm. Dios te da la oportunidad de que tú elija tu vida como vivirla. Mm-hmm. Our life's consequences, it's because of the decisions we've made. Right. Uh, God, we are not puppet. So... God loves us, and he forgives us, um, and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do that. But what I'm trying to say is that even through God, I still have decisions to make, Mm -hmm. and he let me make my decisions, and I I have to live up to my decisions, and that's, but it is individualistic, going back to what you said. Es una forma individual. Even though we live in a society, you can still live your life within a society. Society is not you. Mm-hmm. You are part of a society. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, if you don't like that society system and, and and belief system that they have, you just move and get out and look for a way to do it. Your plan is to live your own life in a way. It's like people, when society says you have to get married.
0: Okay. I
2: have three kids, mm-hmm.
1: but you, what what you desire is to be a journalist and travel the world.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: you're not thinking about having kids. You're thinking about enjoying your life through interviewing people and and enjoy. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to abide by society's rules and norms? As mm-hmm. long as you don't hurt anybody or mm-hmm. hurt yourself, damage anybody or damage yourself. You need to focus on what you want when it comes to decision-making. And that's what I said about society said, this is what life is. You have How to have a house in this. How you
0: go about saying, you know, if we're, since we're leaning a little bit more into the societal um, distresses that one can face or even pressures, even unknown, um, uh, what, there's a term that's used that it's like, uh, you know, nurture, nature versus nurture, which is not even what I'm really trying to say, but... Um, you know, you un- unknowingly are being told that you are supposed to marry young, you are supposed to carry children, you are not supposed to have a life and, you know, in an independent life. Um, you're supposed to be in a couple, you're all of those things, right? And let's say you come from a, a family that you're a little bit enmeshed with, that doesn't have boundaries. But they're the ones that are also, because of this lack of boundary, you find yourself um, in distress. How would you go about maintaining your family w- but also forgiving them or forgiving the environment that they're in and all could that? could
1: be your, your uh, culture. culture. Yeah, could le- be, uh, let's say cultural, yeah, environment, cultural environment, cultural society, environment. Yeah. Cause you know, because a lot of
0: people come from... You know, for the most part, most of the world is still pretty culturally is still pretty conservative, yes, yes. and not like in the you have yeah, but not in the evangelical Christian way. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of different conservative ways of living that Absolutely. could be, especially with like Asian cultures yeah. um African cultures, you know western cultures that most of for the most part, they're mostly conservative. How would you go about? Someone who still wants to maintain some closeness to their family, but yet they're so different from their family and they've caused them pain, and they don't want to they don't want to leave them, but them existing as themselves, the family takes it as a rejection. And so how do you go about healing how do you go about healing those family connections and family distresses while still maintaining yourself within the community? Because sometimes, you know, um from what I've seen. R- forgiveness can sometimes mean removing yourself from the environment because it's still it, no matter how many ways you go about it, you're still distressed. Um, and so then it becomes your, you're the, you're breaking the family up by just existing as yourself. And I, to be more clear, let's say your family believes you need to be married with children by a certain, of certain age. um, and that's not your—that's not your life. That's exactly. not your pursuit. But yeah. you don't want conti- to—you don't want to disconnect from them. But because you've chosen a different life for yourself, somehow you are break. You're the reason why the family is falling apart. And so, how do you go about healing through that, but also maintaining some closeness or your family? Because I know I, I think-,
1: think I think I understand what you're saying, and yeah. I think that okay. respect mm-hmm. and love—it's what's going to conquer all of what you just said. In what sense But the
0: individual has respect and love for them, even if they don't respect okay. them.
1: And and I'm glad that you say that because mm-hmm. the same way that we kind of touch on the definition of psychiatric trauma at the beginning, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you the psychological definition of forgiveness. Okay. And uh, and um I I think it's very um important that we also see this as we saw the definition of of psychiatric trauma and uh, also see the definition and it's gonna touch base on what you just said. It says right here when someone, um, uh, it says, uh, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or group who has harmed you Regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness, so this definition that I just read, um, like I said, it's it's a it's a definition that you could find and you could Google it. You could find that's the definition. It's not uh, me. It's not my definition. In the same way that we define the other one, yes. With psychiatric trauma, we define the pain Mm -hmm. that that family might have caused because of their belief system, Mm -hmm. because of their uh, ethnic group, Mm -hmm. because of their upbringing. Mm -hmm. That is a family group. Mm -hmm. You've been born in a family that has these uh, standards. Mm -hmm. But then if you want to move on with your life, and you believe that that family is too much, and this is not what you believe. This is not you. You. You are not straying away from them. You just are own individual mm-hmm. that have been born in this family. We don't choose the fa- our family, right? Mm-hmm. We you've been born in this family that as you grew up, you not longer believe in what they believe. You do not longer feel that what they say, and and, and you don't have the same feelings that they have. Even when it comes to marriage, even when it comes to um, religion, even when it comes to these different societal ideas Mm -hmm. or the ethnic group or the cultural ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Ideals that they want to instill and bring upon their kids and their grandkids and all of those things. Respect, When I said before, is the key. Mm -hmm. You must respect everybody, no no matter who it is. Your own family, first of all, Mm -hmm. but you also must respect you. Mm -hmm. because that's who you are you want to this is your life that has been given to you yeah you've been born in this family in this box that you didn't ask to be born in Mm -hmm. and some
0: people believe you choose your family
1: and after you do that, you choose your family when you get married. So um, right. after, except for some, some like I said, cultures that they married, their children at a young age. They made, th- those are cultural things. And we uh-huh. have respect, we have to respect every culture. So, but when it comes within us, mm-hmm. we must respect us first. Okay. We must respect what we want. And what we want out of life.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: for that, you must de- you must know that you have to respect them as well. how this is their belief system. this is how they grew up, but I need to lo- I love them, and mm-hmm. I want to continue being with them. but I must I must respect them. and there's a point that you must leave the family.
2: yeah, yeah.
1: you must you're not leaving the family and the connection, but you need to walk away for a moment from them. So they could, so you could find yourself, and you right. do it out of respect. Right. You go to your family and you say, I, "It's not that I don't what you what you believe is not true." No. I'm not any longer in agreement with what you brought, what the ideals and the ideas and, and your, your, uh, your definition of certain things. I am not in agreement, but I respect it. Mm-hmm. Right now I need to work on myself. It's, it's just simple. Right. Because you're not being selfish by leaving. Mm-hmm. But you must, in order for the family to continue cohesiveness, mm-hmm. the parts of the family need to be in agreement. Right. And everybody needs to respect each other
0: and so when you talk about them respecting one another um i kind of have two questions let's say uh, if you could maybe give some examples of because i think sometimes we say like you got to respect you can't do you know we some the, the terms can feel almost kind of very blanketed what are some tangible examples of respecting one another in even their own disagreements um, how can you be in the same space with someone who you disagree with, but you respect them? What does that look like? It's a- for example, does that mean not raising your voice, not using language that is antagonizing, not um, being able to say, you know what, I understand that that's how you feel, that's how I see things, but that doesn't make us any better or less. Because I think sometimes respect can mean different things for different people. But there is a universal respect, right? There's a, a respect that everyone understands on a universal level. And so what does that universal level of respect look like?
1: Um, I mean, the universal uh, level of respect will I'm be... I'm a visual person, so okay. I always need to like, see The universal, and I need to go with that part, I need to go spiritual. That's fine. The universal level of respect will be the Ten Commandments.
0: Okay. So for you, it's the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments, And yes. they are...
1: And you have to first honor God and respect God and recognize God. Mm-hmm. And then you have to honor your parents. Okay. You cannot, you cannot covet. You cannot be envious of other people. You need to treat others the way you want to be treated. Kind of the golden rule, right? Okay. So as you do not covet,
2: mm-hmm. the Ten
1: Commandments, are like that one. Because if you don't covet, if you no entiende envidia acerca de las propiedades de los demas
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Tú vas a, esa persona, tú la va a querer como es y la va a aceptar como es. Mm-hmm. Y tú a buscar tu, las propias cosas tuyas. Mm-hmm. So tú, al no tener envidia, tú no vas a matar. You don't kill, you don't merit. Yeah. The Bible says that the Ten Commandments, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't steal. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says. So all these different societal norms, yeah. those are all covered by the Ten Commandments. That's what I say, we need to go with the Ten Commandments. Entonces, so in, in, in that part that you mentioned about When the way you speak, the way, yes, you becoming your own individual in that family unit. Mm -hmm. But you must understand that the family is not changing or you're not changing the family. And the family is not going to change because of you. So you must continue to respect the family. But the family need to respect you. But the way that needs to happen is... You must communicate. Communication is the key point in this different type of ch- of changes that we have in family with such profound ethnicity
2: mm-hmm. or
1: such profound cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. You're not going to a, your 90-year-old, your 85-year-old grandma and say, grandma, Jesus don't exist. Don't believe in Jesus. That's right. disrespectful, right? Right. It's, so it is humility, so, so it's almost
0: like jumping gentle. Yes like you gentle just, parenting and respect the, the and respect
1: their beliefs, respect who they are. And then you could bring you two sense by saying, you know, I do respect you and respect what you believe. But you know, I'm kind of growing a little bit in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not your fault. I'm just, you know, I'm just learning new things. That's a way of talking to people. Nobody's going to be offended by it. Why? Because you are giving them the respect that they are they want from you. Mm-hmm. It's like when I talk to you sometimes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And I tell you guys you should always you cannot raise your voice to your parents. Mm-hmm. That is our culture. Yeah, that will have just, us just, just slap to check, your face. Right, the tone
0: of my voice now that can also be perceived as raising my voice.
2: Um,
1: okay, so, <laughs> uh, um, so. So raising your voice, even Mm -hmm. if you don't agree with me, Mm -hmm. you must respect my beliefs and my perspectives of what I'm saying. Right. And you will listen, listening to the other person. Do not cut them off. And and, and, you know, like in my culture, the Hispanic culture in the Caribbean, when the parents is talking to you, you put your head down. Mm -hmm. You don't look at their faces and Mm -hmm. you don't turn your eyes around. That's Mm -hmm. not acceptable at all. Yeah. So when it happens, which is happening a lot, and co- communities are changing, we still, those of us that are still having still cultural beliefs, mm-hmm. we still believe that our children must not talk back to your parents. Mm-hmm. They can you express mean themselves. Adult though, children, even adult children, right? That,
0: we, that includes adult children. That includes
1: definitely audience. <laughs> that includes adult children. You're always going to be children. There's to your a hierarchy. Parents. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's. A, and all I'm saying is that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think we deviated, but uh, from the topic, which going coming back to healing uh-huh. is that if you respect that parent yeah. and their perspective in the ethnic group and do not
0: devalue, do not devalue. It opens up your forgiveness and understanding them, but also forgiving them for what they instilled unintentionally with meaning without harm to instilling you because that wasn't still in them, you know.
1: They raising you with what they believe is the best, right? Like in my case, I I was trying to raise you and Antonio, and mm-hmm. Anthony, with the Ten Commandments, right? With the Golden Rule, right? Because that's what I believe. It will be my best gift to you right. to instill those beliefs, to instill those values in you, in your heart. So you won't harm anybody. You won't steal. You respect your parents. You always have respect for authority. So those respect that I was trying. So for me, yeah, that's my best way to 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 teach you to right. teach my kids. Yeah, and then, but some kids that do not believe in God start saying that's you know they start then insulting us. Yeah. Instead of saying, you "I know. think it's
0: more about recognizing," and we'll get back to the forgiveness part of it. But I think it's about recognizing that um, the intention isn't to change your mind. And when they try to go change your mind, it's 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 breaking foundational things that have no. You're not gonna. You as an 18 year old or a 16 year old or a 14 year old cannot break the foundational base of a 50 year old person. You know, so you should never think that you you can change someone's mind.
1: You should never try. The respect comes when in your mind, in your heart, you Mm -hmm. can never come to a person, not even a five-year-old.
0: But I also think that...
1: Mm mind. So you must, the respect respect comes when you're not coming into changing the mind of somebody, into changing their cultural beliefs, into changing because now society is different from when you were born. When you come with that perspective into somebody else's unit and Mm -hmm. family unit and family life, you're violating them, you're disrespecting them. Right. You shouldn't come in any people's life to change them, yeah. that is not the part that you could come into somebody. It's like a couple when they get married. Mm-hmm. If you expect to change your wife or your husband, that is automatically a a um una una falta. It's es automatically. You're deceiving yourself and you, you yeah, know, you're setting up to, yourself up. You're
2: setting
1: yourself for failure. Yeah. And right. that's exactly why you see, we see so many marriages yeah. falling apart because, oh, you didn't change like I expected.
2: Right. Really?
1: I'm my own individual. Right? Why you come here to change me? I thought you came here because you love me, and we are going to work as a pair, as as two people from beautiful with beautiful personalities together, mm-hmm. and then and that's when resentment starts building up in the right. couple, in the marriage, and everybody get rebellious against each other, and then at the end, of course, unless they find some common ground in therapy and and come together and communicate, then most likely that relationship will fall apart.
0: Yeah, I, one of the things I think about respect. And something that I've learned is, um, you know, kind of going along with like how words matter and how you can definitely like, you know, get into an argument unintentionally just be through the, through the use of bad words or words that, you know, can trigger somebody unintentionally. But I, I think of that in terms of, you know, I guess I'll talk about my own experience more specifically is, um you know thinking that I could change your perspective on your faith without and that's like kind of the ignorance and arrogance of a teenager right or even a young adolescent early in early adulthood is this idea that you think that you can change somebody's faith without ever taking into consideration what their faith means to them exactly, regardless of how you perceive it you know some people's faiths are the things that keeps them alive. Yes. Some people's faiths are the things are the reason why they're good people yes. or why they do good. And so regardless of my opinion, whether I think that they need that to be a good person, it still makes them it's 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 something that they strive for and then they pursue. And so the arrogance of me to come in and be like, Did you know X, Y, and Z and I learned this and that, it's it's just so arrogant and it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to think that I can just come and almost rob you of the very thing that keeps you afloat the very thing that gives you sustenance in life and you know, I, I to me to come in and colonize that for you is just in and my own way tainted. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm I'm tainting the very thing that gives you life, and yeah. so for me to think that I can do yeah. that, I, I just and think it's then you start
1: question the person, start questioning them, and then they fall apart, and then that and and person then they lose is gonna, con- they yeah. lose
0: connection to themselves, yeah. their you know their values, their traditions, yeah. and so you know those are the kind of things you I I think about when I think that when I used to think that I could just come in and like bring all of my <laughs> know-it-all facts um, but I think that's how I learned about respect was recognizing the arrogance of me coming in to say I can do this I'm gonna have the answers for you and what you're doing is wrong you know and it's just it's ridiculous you know we can exist in the same space and and disagree about things but still be continue to be good people in the way that we think you know the The easiest way, don't harm one another, don't bring each other down and, you know, just the very simple basic golden rules, right?
1: And people will see the intention that you're coming in with. Um, if you bring good intentions, people will be more likely to be accepting and 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 the intentions of their hearts. I don't know.
0: I don't know if intention the is enough.
1: Intentions of their hearts. I'm not talking about there's a lot of bad intentions, a lot of bad feelings. I don't think intention feelings. is
0: enough anymore. I used to think that your intention mattered, but intentions for a lot matter of people, intention don't if matter. if you
1: come with respect. You it's know, always boiled down to respect. We We can
0: talk about respect. And My love. mom can talk about respect for hours, guys. For to talk about hours. respect
1: and love, and you know why? Because I believe respect is what keeps humanity alive and sane and together, united. You think we're, we're all of that? <laughs> respect. It's a. Bit, it's. It, this is why, since the moment we we were God created the world, it was about respect. He always said he we needed to respect Him mm-hmm. and honor Him. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I told you about that. Um, that an eighty year old that you come in, you must honor that eighty year old. You cannot come and say it any kind of way. So, yeah. But I'm gonna give you something simple. I, w- I was in school, right? One of my students, I can I cannot forget. He came to me almost crying, and he's he's seventeen, and he's like, he wants his mom to to abide to what he wants to all his needs and to all those things, and now his mom wants to move. Um. Um. Wants to move, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is that he's having all this animosity towards his mom because she wants to move, so she's going to take him away from his girlfriend. It's all about him, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned. And um, but I talked to him and I said, you, do you have you ever considered, have you ever talked to your mom about why she's making this decision?
2: Right.
1: Have you ever considered why she's making it? Uh, your mom is a single mom and yeah. she raised you, and you know, it's you know the he, the kids has. Um, his issues and uh and i and i started bringing some insight into his feelings and his thinking and and i said why don't you go home and when you get home you give your mom a hug mm-hmm. you 17 year old your mom raised you and she raised you, you well <laughs> and and she she must have a reason for certain things right so why don't you find those reasons and why don't you talk to your mom There's no talking to her. It's whatever she said goes. And I say, just talk to her. She's so uh, single. And I explained, she she raised you by herself. She probably was dealing with her own issues and problems. And right. So I was talking about the the monster that he was that was making him upset and angry right. because at that moment his mom was a monster, right? <laughs> because he was not getting his weight, and I'm like, so I decided to focus on the monster. So I peeled the monster down for him.
2: You humanized the monster in a way. I
1: humanized the monster. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. And when he finally realized that everything she did was. There was no bad intention towards that. It's mm-hmm. still the best idea the best that he's trying that she's trying because he was able to answer himself himself some of the questions.
0: So then so, you would say humanizing your perpetrator hum- can can help you on your journey for healing. Forgiveness. Yes. Through and, forgiveness. And 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 of course,
1: because you, you need sometimes we don't need to understand them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to live with them. Yeah. You don't need to be with them. Yeah. It's about you. Okay. Remember, it's about you moving forward and healing to the point that you just leave all the the garbage behind, mm-hmm. the baggage behind. You are so uh, free because yeah. you have forgiven, not forget. Remember, you can still remember, but there will be no emotion attached to your memories.
0: So, would you say the when the real f- of-
1: the real healing, like you mentioned before, when you know it's real healing? Real healing comes when you're still able to memorize and remember not just the perpetrator, not just those that cause harm to you, but even the event. And you have no emotional attachment to it. There's no emotional reaction to it. Mm -hmm. Nothing will stimulate your heart or your brain when you think about those things. That's when you know for sure that
0: you're being healed. And would you say that that also can look like indifference? indifference is not healing okay
1: unless if you want to expand a little bit about what is your interpretation or definition of that indifference in forgiveness
0: well i guess when i say indifference i believe that when you forgive forgiven someone you're indifferent about them whether they're in your environment or not let's say <clears throat> i don't get on with you know I don't get on, I'm in a friend group and there's one friend group and one friend in there I, I don't get along with anymore, where before their presence used to upset me, but now you can, I, I, now, because I'm in, I've forgiven them, I'm indifferent about them. They're in there, they, to me, they don't exist. There is just like, they're not there because whatever they do doesn't affect me, doesn't affect how I sound, doesn't affect my behavior
1: but what are what ha, what are you doing to avoid that? Are you using some copy mechanisms? Are you using? Are you having some skills? To me, that the is difference is you that per,
0: you just don't feel anything about. But when the situation you see the person what or happen? the person,
1: when you see the person, what what kind of trigger do you have?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm just using an example of okay. like a friend. Let's just say you're in a friend group.
1: It, it, it could be anywhere. It could I, be I a guess that's what group. I'm using in difference is, okay. is
0: like I can be, for example, and let's say in your society, you're in a society that you cannot escape because of whatever circumstances you're in. You know, it's it's easy to say like, yeah, you can just leave. But, you know, sometimes what is, you know, we can break down what that physically looks like. However, let's just say you're in an environment that you just can't escape. For survival reasons, you're still there. And you're operating from survival due to this distress. Um, forgiving, the, to me, forgiveness can, can look like indifference sometimes, you're not concerned about your environment because it's whatever is happening doesn't affect you. Do you think that's forgiveness? Or does you just coping? You oh, just I don't know. Building. I'm asking you. Okay,
1: so it sounds like what we when we do that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we
1: pretty much building coping mechanism, not to be, not to get that environment. So you're to, coping. Yes, indifference coping. is more coping than yes. actual. Yes, forgiveness. Healing. Forgiveness and, so you, and healing? Healing comes when you are able to see compassion.
0: Okay, so compassion healing compassion,
1: looks like compassion. Yes. compassion and um. You will you will have compassion for that individual and empathy for that individual, not sympathy. Because sympathy is like oh poor thing. You will have that empathy and compassion. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, you know, I was married once, right? And uh, that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I was married, and 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 I raised you. I raised. I raised you guys. You know, as a single mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at the beginning, there were some. Um, animosity towards the people that that, that through to my ex yeah and, the, and some of the things he did mm-hmm. but then i started developing i when i forgave him i started developing some sadness for them to the point that one time he needed some some advice from me about one of his children and i was able to refer him For his children that was dealing with some psychological problems, I was able to help him and give him... And even had the desire to me be the therapist to help him. I was in that mode of... That's when I found out and I knew I have no animosity towards them anymore. But there was... I had a dream one day that I have to... You know, forgiveness was the key. And that's why I'm I'm so intense. I'm so Mm pro-forgiveness. Because when I forgave them, that's when I... But it was... The behavior of the forgiveness, Mm -hmm. the manifestation of that I have forgiven them Mm -hmm. was when he reached out to me to get help for his child.
0: Mm -hmm. And you were able to provide assistance through compassion. To the point
1: that I was even able to say that I could even do it myself if need to. Right. Because for me at that moment was compassion Mm -hmm. and empathy for what this kid was going through regardless of who this kid was. But it was more, this is good. You're still feeling good.
2: Mm-hmm. So when
1: you find the compassion and the empathy on the perpetrator and, and their family and the things that are is going on, mm-hmm. that's when you know healing occurred. Mm-hmm. Indifference is not healing. Okay. But compassion and empathy is healing.
0: Mm-hmm. So indifference is that, more of a coping mechanism yes. to deal in your environment. So is indifference closer to like disassociating?
1: Kind of, yeah, you could say that. Okay, Um, you pretty much is that's what I said. It's
0: like a numbing. You kind of numb yourself. Exactly, you dissociate.
1: You don't even if you look at the person, you don't even you try even not to look at their faces when you kind of disconnecting yourself. Yeah. So that's that's a good word. Yeah, you disconnect yourself from that individual. The mind, the mind could do that. The mind is so powerful that you could do
0: that. Because to me, you know, people from my generation and younger, texting is just a better way to get all of your thoughts through right yes. because sometimes you don't which know which is fine you don't necessarily know how when you're having a conversation with somebody or let's say you're having a conversation out, yeah. with the perpetrator um or the person to have caused distress um you know they're 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 not listening sometimes you know sometimes you just want to like you said like you tell me I don't need your solutions I, I just want you to hear me you know and so sometimes i think when you're talking to the perpetrator you they don't hear you and so you feel left, you've left the meeting, but the remember, same way. Remember
1: right? remember what I read about the definition. It's about It's about you. Whether they forgive you or not, whether they take it or not. Right. It's about you. Right. It's about you moving
0: forward. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to link is if it's if it's ultimately about you, why does talking to the perpetrator still more effective than writing?
1: Because you the there's people that come to therapy mm-hmm. and they spend years in therapy. Yeah. Saying the same thing. Yeah. And talking about the same mm-hmm. thing. But they never the what they need to be talking to and the person who's the, need person, to that is did the it. person that did it. Right. And as much as comfort we could provide mm-hmm. and as much as um, um your ears and releasing it and coming out of your 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 lungs is going to help you it's going to give you some cleansing however it's still unfinished business so sometimes if the person died or the person is is somewhere some people even go to jail and and forgive (laughs) people that were like sexually abused for instance or they killed your brother sister and then they're still alive but they're in jail and some people will say you know this is too much. I've been in therapy dealing with this for so long. I think I need to expose myself. I need to really do exposure this time. Okay. And exposure therapy might be the best one, exposing yourself to the person that is creating the pain, that created the pain to you. Yeah. It's like anxiety, the best way Definitely. to 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 deal with anxiety and fear is by being exposed to your anxiety, mm-hmm. process your anxiety. Yeah. And the fear is... Go closer to your to 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 the person that is causing right. the fear, like a snake and things like that. No, so there's think... definitely that exposure and that personal confrontation with that individual or that issue, that incident, whatever it is, people that had a motor vehicle accident, they yeah. never go through that area. Or right, there's a lot of type of psychological pain mm-hmm. that staying still in us for so long that we don't know. Like you mentioned when you. Even when you were talking about that friend, you now remember that there were some issues. That is not a
0: friend. That is a demon I have to deal with. Just the
1: fact that you are saying demon, it's in itself not a positive thing. Yeah, they're a vampire. So all I'm saying is that sometimes you start peeling down and peeling down the um, the demon, right? Yeah. And you might find out that that individual is actually nice and sweet nope. because they have their own issues they're dealing with. Well, that's how I see things. Go I deal always, with
0: them somewhere else. Don't, I, I am not a mirror. Look, how you, about that?
1: I understand. You always have to look <laughs> for the positives in, in individuals and human yeah, beings. Yeah, I and, mean,
0: I, I definitely agree with, you know, everything you've said and, you know, it kind of looks differently for a lot of different people, um, the forgiveness and the healing part of it. Um, I, you know, one more personal experience I'd like to add is, but um, let me just
1: say this before you say you bring your personal experience. And I just want to say that because of what you said, anyone that is dealing with that, please seek hell. Yes. yeah seek help just go and 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 look for a professional look for a spiritual professional sometimes you cannot say things to your pastor they might you know they're not they might not be the right person but like i said there's a just, lot of
0: services that are sliding yes, scale that are community just based
1: for just whatever and i hope this show doesn't trigger anything we just want you to know oh, that i should put a trigger warning that forgiveness uh, and um, and it's it's the key for healing and healing. It it is manifested when you develop compassion and you develop empathy through that person that hurt you, that thing that hurt you, that event that hurt you, that society that hurt you, whatever happens in your life that hurt you. You know, it's like it's like when we talk about slavery and those things like that. Those are the issues that that is difficult to process, right? So what we all I'm trying to say is that. There is a lot of help out there. Just seek help. The help is available to you. And the best way to move on with your life, the best way to be yourself, find yourself, and move on. This is the only life you have. And just Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy the only life you have. Go travel if that's what you want. Go do... Help others if that's what you want. Just do what is in your heart. Do what you want as long as it doesn't harm others or you. Mm -hmm. Just do what is, what what do you like to do? And do not conform to what is being told to you, but be respectful of others. Be mindful of others. Always be loving and caring. And you will see that people will be receptive to you. And anger and anxiety, fears, those things always have a source. Find it. It's like an iceberg, right? When you when you see an iceberg, you only see the tip of the iceberg, but in reality, in the bottom, there's so much ice that you don't know what it is. The tip of the iceberg might be the anger reaction, mm. but the the, the 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 ice under is is what we work with. So when you go and seek help, the therapist, the psychologist, the psychiatrist, they're going to be working with the undered. The tip of the iceberg. We work with the under, right? So just get help. There's a lot of help out there. And life is wonderful. Life is beautiful. And just own it and be you and and enjoy you. And don't let anything outside of you affect you. And anything that is inside of you that is affecting you and stopping you from moving forward, just cleanse yourself by forgiving. Forgiveness is going to bring healing to you.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for that message. Um, you know, I think we've talked about a lot of great points today. You know, we discussed, you know, um, distress, pain, we've talked about, you know, respecting each other, the golden rules and the Ten Commandments and things of that nature. And I think, you know, when you're on your journey to through healing for to forgive, you will find that, you know, that weight off of your shoulders you you won't find yourself in a place of having these mental conversations with these with the perpetrators you won't find you will find yourself leading through compassion and empathy and ultimately that's what forgiveness looks like right yes. empathy and compassion which you know
1: it's like turning the hatred turning the resentments into compassion yeah and, and it's, it's only through forgiveness
0: and you know we we give empathy and compassion because we would want to receive empathy and compassion for our shortcomings and misgivings. And, you know, I think this has been a really great episode and I really appreciate and, you know, I'm very thankful that you're on the pod and dropping your wisdom and your insight. And I think it's very valuable. And, you know, if you have a moment, feel free to send questions to olavichola at gmail.com. We can answer them for you. And again, if you need help, please seek help. You know, there are hotlines for that and there are sliding scale environments, therapy environments that you can seek help for. But again, this isn't a fully seeking help episode. It's a forgiveness episode. Yes, this is not a clinical episode. This is more of aid. We're just giving... Advice for entertainment purposes only.
1: <laughs> and and we hope that. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, Marjorie, you said you were going to give another life experience before we, we uh, finish. You know what?
0: We'll save that for another episode. Okay. How about that? Okay. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you, Mom. Any last thoughts, words? Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for allowing me to be myself and and just enjoyed it with you and experience this moment with you. And um And we just hope that my hope and my desire is that as a Christian, of course, that everybody come to Jesus, but also, but people will start forgiving and know the power of forgiveness mm-hmm. to healing mm-hmm. and and living a life that was given to them by our creator, God, to be able to enjoy life, mm-hmm. enjoy the beauty of the world. Yeah. Right now, when you have hatred and resentment, it's shadows and it tint. It's your, your view, your vision, when you have resentment and hatred, you even have eye problems. I mean, there's so many psychosomatic problems that comes along with, with having those things inside of you. So please reach out to your heart, uh, and look like within and look within. Yeah. See what is affecting you and stopping you from moving forward and from reaching your potential. It is your life. You're the captain of your ship. And I just want you to reach your potential and be the best you can be.
0: All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Be the best you can be. You only have one life to live. Be the best at it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye.